Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 2, 12 through 16, called Work Out What God is Working in You. If I say to you, your challenge this week is not to complain for the whole week. Some of you are going to tune me out. Oh, that's just not possible. That's not a reasonable. I'm not Jesus. (laughs) All right. I feel you. How about this? And I think some people around you might appreciate this. How about if you complained less? Hmm? Now, my wife and I had a chance to get away. Uh, We did a one night and got away and uh, it was a wonderful time. We were down near the coast. And uh, we woke up fairly early, and I went out. I got a recommendation from one of the hotel workers and went out to this place to order some food for us. I was on very limited coffee. It was all new to me. So I went up to this order window, and I was going to order a very healthy breakfast burrito, a couple of coffees. Down by the beach, that's $47 just for that, right? So I, I was in the process of trying to get familiar with the uh, the menu and the lady was on the other side. She had a mask on, which made it a little less personal, but that's irrelevant. But she basically threw me through the grinder. So what would you like, sir? Breakfast burrito? Which kind, sir? Well, how many kinds do you have? The menu's over there, sir. Oh, uh, I'd like uh, one with eggs and... Ba- we have this, sir. You want to add bacon to that one, sir? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. I mean, what else do you want, sir? I don't... Uh, basically, implicit in the order taking, I happen to be a customer at this establishment, uh, was, you're wasting my time. You bug me. Get out of here. And in the flesh, that's precisely what I wanted to do. Something like this. You know what, lady? (laughs) You got an attitude problem. I'm about to, I've never done this before, but I'm going on Yelp right now. And I'm going to give you a negative two and a half star review. What's your problem? Why the attitude? What's going on? And it was all on the inside. But what came out is after I got my food, (laughs) I just said, have a nice day. And I just went off. But then as I was going back, I began to revisit the conversation. Her problem, I'm going out to the beach for one night, trying to get a little rest from ministry in difficult situations. Burrito, what burrito do you want? I named two, which one do you want? So I did that, got back to our place, and the first temptation I had was to share it with my lovely wife. You, some of you are right with me, you won't believe what happened. I went to the window, just tried to order a burrito. The lady's grilling me, and 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 I wanted to do it, and I wanted to tell her because I wanted her to share in my misery. I wanted her to grumble and complain right along with me because there's beauty in a multitude of complainers. Maybe not. And I knew I was preaching on this text. How inconvenient. (laughs) And so about three different times, honey, you didn't even know this. I tried, I was about to say, and you know what? When I ordered the food and the lady, and I didn't do it. 
And it was so difficult. But the breakfast burrito was the bomb. It was really good. Anyway, so I'm glad I ordered it. What's my point? I have no idea. No. (laughs) Simply this. It's not only our complaining. It's that we complain about situations to others. And here's the reason this is important. This is what Israel did and got themselves in trouble with God. In fact, the root idea, the verse behind this is an Old Testament Exodus verse where Israel was constantly complaining about God. We want, we're sick of the manna. Where's our water? Where's this? Where's that? They've been delivered out of slavery by God's powerful hand, but they complained. And I will tell you that complaining is pretty much what the world's about. When things aren't going perfect for people in the world, that's what they do. Romans chapter 1 says the unbelieving world is unthankful towards God. They spend their, they don't think about him, but then they complain when something goes wrong in their life. And that's not how it should be with you, my brethren. So if you want to know what it means to work out your salvation in the text, in the flow, here's number one. Do all things without grumbling or complaining. Now, behind this in chapter four, we're going to find out that two women in the Philippian church are at odds with one another. They've been arguing. Two women that helped Paul greatly in the gospel ministry. And Paul's worried about the situation. He says, I want you to tell them to be in harmony in the Lord. This is not just about the world and, you know, a, a rude person at a business. This is about us. And here's the convicting part. How much of your Christian life do you spend complaining about other believers? And what fruit does that ever accomplish? None. That's what the enemy does. He's constantly, you know, assaulting us before the Father, convicting us and so forth, accusing us. We don't need it. And so I would encourage you to take the P214 challenge. You know what the P214 challenge is? So we have a group of brothers here who are golfers in the church, or I use that word loosely. (laughs) And so we had taught on this some years back, and we're playing golf together. And one of the the guys in our group, you know, the golf course is filled with uh, guttural noises. Uh, They don't even sound human. And a lot of people who hit golf balls, and then they get into ancestry, and they, they talk... Uh, not so great about God and so forth. And it's a constant. Hit a golf ball. Oh. Hit a golf ball. Oh. Right? There's some golfers, you don't even know why they go there because they're so bad, it's every shot. And so I hit a shot that did not go where I wanted it to go and I did a little muttering. <laughs> and one of our congregants in the group with Pastor Michael said, P214. And I was like, don't be quoting Bible verses to me now. (laughs) Say what, Pastor Michael? The P214 challenge, right? So we were playing golf with, uh, there's two of us from the church and two guys that we connected with. And uh, we had played about four or five holes. And I will just tell you that after playing golf with these gentlemen, I felt like I needed to be (laughs) rebaptized. There was uh, God's name, you know, ancestry, you name it. It was, it was like my ears were, I haven't heard that kind of language in a long time. 
So we sat down and we were waiting at one of the holes to tee off. And we had asked them earlier what they did for a living. And now they turned to me with a down moment and said, oh, by the way, what do you do for a living? And I was like, well, <laughs> I'm the, one of the pastors at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Christ. Oh, Oh, you wouldn't believe the facial expression and things that changed and morphed. Oh, I said, you may kiss my ring and I will bring some water for absolution for what you've done on these first four holes. And if I throw it on you, I'm sure it'll burn, it'll burn. Anyway, never mind. And so, but here's what was funny about that. They began to tell me what church they went to. And I was like, you guys go to Living Truth Christian Fellowship? I mean, no, never mind. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Living Truth. But here's the point. They weren't behaving very well. But as soon as they found out that there was a pastor in the group, it's like, <gasps> but here's the bigger issue. It, it's almost irrelevant that I was there. It's just that they felt like they could live that way and apparently didn't even think twice about it. So, one, we need to do all things without grumbling or complaining. Uh, We'll go with the little by little hopeful verse in Exodus and say, Lord, help us to improve this week. Because I think for most of you, trying to go a whole week without grumbling or complaining is going to be very difficult. But it's doable if Christ Jesus has the throne of your heart. Amen? Secondly, look at verse 15. We'll move quickly. That you may prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent. The idea of innocent is pure there. Children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world. Now, there's the idea of proving this out. Prove yourselves as to your identity. Be blameless, innocent, the idea of the language is to walk straight, to walk, have straight paths for your feet, to be innocent, try to be unstained from this world, and to live above reproach. Uh, second application for those of you who are taking notes is just to walk in purity and to walk straight. When you do those two things, if you walk in purity and your paths are straight for your feet, you will be a contradiction to this world. You will be, I'll put it this way, you'll be the opposite of this world. So some of you heard that thousands of people went up to Sacramento to battle against AB, uh, was it 2223? And Jack Hibbs went up there. There were thousands of people up there. Uh, one one uh, guard said more people he's seen than ever before in Sacramento to uh, argue against the bill. What was the bill? Well, it's basically legalizing infanticide in California. And you need to know what's going on here is that this is a response to the heartbeat bill in Texas and some other states passing laws to try to, you know, squash Roe v. Wade or really minimize abortion. And so California responded by their own law. Here's what the law says. It's written, you know, you may have heard different things about it, but here's how it's written. If a woman has a child born outside the womb, of course, and that child dies, There could be no investigation into the cause of death within 28 days after birth or one month. This would include a botched abortion. Let's say that there was an abortion attempt and the baby didn't die. Do you know that Jack Hibbs served as an expert witness in Sacramento and he survived 
a botched abortion. Did you know that? So let's say that the abortion didn't work and the doctor decided, ask the mom, do you want the baby to die? Yeah, and he kills the baby. There will be no, no legal, not a coroner cannot even be involved. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hello, I'm Rob Newton, producer of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. Thank you to all our Walk in Truth partners for your financial support. We are over halfway through this year, and you have raised over $30,000 to support our mission of being on the radio and podcast equipping people with God's truth. Now, we have more opportunities to broadcast Walk in Truth on more radio stations. That means we can serve more communities with Pastor Michael's unique way of teaching through the Bible. Radio is still strongly used by people all over the world. Not everyone gets to use podcasts and stream on their phone, but radio in a car or at home is still free for listeners. Most listeners who reach out to Walk in Truth are listening on the radio. Now our audience is growing, and so are the opportunities. We would love to expand the program, and we need your help to do it. It costs thousands of dollars for airtime, and we could use more Walk in Truth partners. Are you blessed by Pastor Michael's teachings? Are you learning? Are you being challenged? We hope to reach more people like you. Would you please consider becoming a $20 monthly Walk in Truth partner? We are looking for at least 200 more listeners to help continue our mission to equip the body of Christ. Right now, our church and current Walk in Truth partners help pay the bills, but we would like to become fully funded by listeners. This will make it so what we have from the church can be used for expansion. Please sign up to become a Walk in Truth partner on walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Again, become a $20 monthly partner by visiting walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk. There was an abortion attempt, and the baby didn't die. Do you know that Jack Hibbs served as an expert witness in Sacramento, and he survived a botched abortion? Did you know that? So let's say that the abortion didn't work, and the doctor decided... Ask the mom, do you want the baby to die? Yeah, and he kills the baby. There will be no, no legal, not a coroner cannot even be involved. This is what this bill says. And let's say within the 28 days of the first month of that child's life that a parent took the baby and shook the baby and the baby died. Again, it's just so open-ended that you, you don't know uh, there, could, there would be no investigation. And so this is a no-brainer, is it not? You have to ask the question, why, why, this, why this kind of bill? So thousands of people coming up, uh, I strongly oppose. Even an atheist got up there and said, I strongly oppose this bill. It passed 11 to 3 in the health committee. You say, how is that possible? Because those people had already made up their minds. We live in a crooked and perverse generation. And we annoy them at times because we, we show up to places like that and we battle against ungodly bills and they don't like it and they don't like our voices. And here's the idea. The word crooked is where we get the English word scoliosis. Scoliosis is a curvature of the spine. 
It is correctable by a surgery, but it's a difficult situation. The world has spiritual scoliosis, and our job is to live straight so that we shine as lights in this world. Amen? It's how we work out our salvation. We walk in purity. We walk straight paths, not just to look down on other people, but because that's our God, because that's the best way to live. That's where beauty and depth is found. And the, and the third thing, if you're taking notes, which will be another way we work out our salvation, is we'll shine as lights in the world. Jesus told us to let our light shine before men that they would see our good works and glorify our Father who's in heaven, Matthew 5.16. So this is the way we work out our salvation. We do it by not complaining like Israel of old did. We do it by walking straight paths and in purity. We walk it by being lights uh, walking as lights in the world. But there's something else, and it's the final verse. And it's this. We hold f- forth the gospel to a lost world. The only way that the world can be healed of spiritual scoliosis is by the great physician. Amen? Amen? Amen. That's the work he did in my life. I was living a crooked existence. The way of the world was my way. And the great physician did a healing work in my life, and he's straightening me out. (laughs) And it's a process, no doubt. But we hold forth the gospel. Look at verse 16. It says, as we hold firmly to the word of life, that's a new living, and as you hold out the word of life, the the Greek word kind of allows for, for both, and I think both are important. We hold fast the word of life. We hold it firmly. We hold up the gospel the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for our sin. And we hold it out to people with spiritual scoliosis. And this is one main way we work out our salvation is we put it forth to other people. Amen? We put forth the gospel that straightens people out and gives them hope because they're dead in their sins and trespasses. The gospel is called the word of life because it produces life in dead people. It transforms us. We move from death to life, from the power of Satan to God. And then Paul says, so that in the day of Christ, I may have cause to glory because I did not run in vain nor toil in vain. That is, when I came into Philippi, I know that you have fought the good fight, finished the race, and in the day of Christ... And he'll say this later in the book, you're going to be my crown. And the Lord's going to be honored in how we lived our lives. Would you pray with me, Father? Thank you for this text. Thank you for some time together to think about, study, contemplate the word of God. You know, if we were to conclude this, we would say some things like, we know we're loved of God, we're the beloved We know that you're working in us, Lord. We know that we're supposed to work out what you're working in. And would you help us, Father, to not be complainers? Would you help us, Father, to walk in purity and make straight paths for our feet? Would you help us to be lights in our world? Would you help us to hold forth the gospel to our world that so desperately needs it? Would you help us work out what you're working in. Would you forgive us, Lord, for the times that we've, well, given a half-hearted effort at best? 
Would you help us to get a little bit more serious about our faith as we wake up on a Monday morning and seek you first and get into our Bibles and worship and ask for divine appointments? Lord, we know what it looks like. Help us, Father. Refresh us in the Holy Spirit. Strengthen us so that we can please you and work out what you're working in us. Would you keep your heart and head bowed? Maybe you need to do a little business before your Father right now, before your Lord. Maybe the first category would be a person who's never met Jesus, and you've been trying to be religious, trying to be moral, but without the energy, without the power of God. Ask Jesus to save you right now. Believe in the gospel. Believe in the perfect life, the sacrificial death, the triumphant resurrection of Jesus Christ. Tell him, Lord, I repent of my sin. And I receive what you did for me on that cross. Please save me. Make me your child. Maybe you're a backslidden Christian, second category, and you have been on a windy road. You've been complaining. Things have been crooked and upside down. You don't look like a Christian. You don't act like a Christian. And you just know, Lord, this is a divine appointment. This is what I need. I need to get back to where I'm supposed to be. I want to work out what you're working in me, Lord. He'll hear your prayer. If you're, if you're a prodigal right now, if you just have backslidden, he will heal your backslidings, but you got to make a decision to come back. Maybe you're a, a strong believer today. Maybe you're walking as strong as you ever have. Then I would just say continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Don't assume that everything's good. Just live a wise life. Lord, for this beautiful, wonderful congregation that gives so much and loves you, I just pray that you would encourage their hearts. Bless them. Draw them close to you. As we close in worship, Father, may you be glorified. May you extend your hand to transform, to heal, to uh, do the work that only you can do among us. We lay this time at your feet. In Jesus' name, all God's people said. You've been listening to Work Out What God is Working in You, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 2, 12 through 16. And if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we love to connect with our listeners, and that means you. You can email or send Pastor Michael and the team here a letter. You can get all the contact information at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. But if you're ready to make a note of it, you can take the email address right now. It's contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And here's our snail mail address. Are you ready? You can write us at P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Again, that's P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, the bottom line is that we rejoice that God is at work in us. You see, his work didn't just stop when he saved us. That was the beginning, the glorious gift of salvation in Christ. But God is still working out his plan in you. Aren't you glad? You see, his love wasn't just about getting you saved, as enormous as that is. His love continues to shape and mold. He's the master potter. 
We are the clay, but more than that, we are his children. We cry, Abba, Father. He loves us, and he's working out a plan in us to make us more like him. He's scraping away the dross. He is showing us truly what he meant us to be without the curse and sin. And that is that we would glorify our God and enjoy him forever. And this is the beauty of what God is working in us. He's working all things together for good because he is good. So don't lose heart because God is working in your life. And the best thing to do is just get on board with his plan. And it's really not complicated. It's all about just yielding to his will by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hey, so glad you've been listening to the book of Philippians right here on Walk in Truth. And we're going to be talking about next time, joy and honor in serving. It is a joy to serve the king and an honor to serve the king. It's really what makes sense of life itself, to serve something greater than yourself, to serve the kingdom of God and the king who rules that kingdom. Hey, have a fabulous weekend. Make sure that you're serving the Lord in your local church. And Lord willing, we'll see you right here on Monday. May the joy of the Lord be your strength. And remember that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events too. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $20 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us on Monday for Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 2, 17 through 30, called Joy and Honor in Serving. I'm Mike Massaro. Have a great weekend. And thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.